Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On. Hi there and welcome to... Hi there, and welcome to episode 84 of the... He's already started, hasn't he? He started because he just knows if I swear in the first 15 seconds that YouTube doesn't give the charity any money from advertising revenue. And yet he's the chair of the charity, for fuck's sake. <laughs> welcome to episode 84 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm James Bryan, the man whose every sense is triggered by his co-hosts. And as usual, I'm joined by the man for whom the phrase where there's no sense, there's no feeling was invented, Dr. Alex Connor, and the woman who seems incapable of processing that this is both an audio and visual medium, Mrs. ADHD. Alex, hi. I have an extra sensory perception, James, that you're happy to see me this morning. It's it's misplaced, isn't it, Al? I'll be honest, it's misplaced. Uh, Sam, hi. Hi. Short and sweet as oh. usual. Um, how are you both, Mrs. ADHD first? All right. I slept. I took a sleeping tablet and I slept, which means I'm here naked from the waist down. I don't know why I said that. Why did I say that? Well, <laughs> because you you overshare things and, you know, it's content, isn't it, at the end of the day? I guess. <sighs> Alex, Alex, how are you? <laughs> it is content, but it's also absolute classic, isn't it, ADHD? Not, not classic, Sam, classic me as well. And everywhere I've ever been, my brain goes beforehand. <laughs> don't say the first thing that you think you're thinking about. Don't say it. All right, wanker. You know, whatever. It's awful, awful, awful. I am amazingly excellent. Thank you both. Really happy. I have had an operation on my knee and I hope I can walk soon. And our numbers of listeners is increasing. Do you remember when I didn't like to say listeners, James? Because I didn't feel worthy of, it, of having listeners. Yeah. Like it was. A... Mm. I've leaned into that a bit now, haven't I? <laughs> One of them has sent us a letter. <laughs> Uh, which member of my family is it this week? I'm almost 100% confident <clears throat> that whoever it is, they didn't, though. <laughs> Probably not, though. No. Anyway, the letter is from a Robert from Kidderminster. It says, oh, listen to your before. last episode. <laughs> yeah. It says, James is definitely a gatherer and not a hunter. In fact, he used to gather Cabbage Patch dolls, although he's got loads of them because he only started last year and they're a lot cheaper nowadays. Thanks, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually matter. prefer the garbage pale kids if you can remember them. I actually did like them. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. They we've were had a, they were funny. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We've had a real yeah, letter. Carry on. Can I, can go I on. read it out? Yeah, you can. Go on, go on, son. Go on. I know, I know. It was a good choice, wasn't it, by me? It was. It was. Hi, James, Alex, and Sam, to a lesser extent. <laughs> I am. It doesn't say that. I am a music composer and performer from Melbourne, Australia. Good day. I have, that was me again. I, I'm going to stop doing that. I have a seven-year-old daughter living with high-functioning autism and suspected ADHD. After exploring the world of neurodiversity, my wife began to suspect that I may have ADHD. Upon looking deep into the disorder, came across your podcast back in August 2022. Commiserations to me again, sorry. I wanted to write to you today as I've just received my ADHD diagnosis. 
my journey, like many others' journey, uh, has been, again, me, I need to shut the hell up, sorry, has been long and arduous and isn't worth going into here. It is. Me, ah. But it has all been made easier by the ADHD Adults podcast. At the end of my session with my psychiatrist today, I openly wept out of both relief and utter exhaustion. Thank you so much for everything you've done to help myself and others understand the diversities and complexities of ADHD. Today is the first day of the rest of my life. Phil, clacks on. Also, I'd be delighted if you wanted to share my email with the podcast community, and I'm happy for you to use my name, which is Phil. Phil is my name. I am Phil, and I have ADHD. Feels good to say that. Cheers. Don't know who that was from, but we were. That was absolutely lovely, actually. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, yeah, really, really love that email. Also, internationally, not including Melbourne, we're up to 100, it does include 146 countries, probably. And this one is Pakistan, which has 77 languages. So James has yet again stitched me up. So (laughs) I'm going to try Kush Amdeed to the one person in Pakistan who actually apparently has listened 43 times to the episode where James cried. What? I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that would be you using a VPN, wouldn't it, Al? <laughs> I'm not going to say that it wasn't me. I'm just going to say I don't know what a VPN is. <laughs> well, it's not a visible panty line. Anyway, as usual, this person who, when you're playing your favourite playlist on Spotify, says, hold on, I've got a good song of a podcast. It's the tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. Last week was about the hunter-gatherer theory of ADHD, although we're massively out of sync, so it probably wasn't. And this week we're focusing on a topic that loads of you have asked about in one way or another, and that's ADHD and sensory processing. Thanks to Deborah Huck and Mary Moo, Dylan, Ali D, Christie, and anyone else who suggested this as a topic. We now have, I think, 118 topics that have been suggested, so at least we'll be doing this podcast for a while yet. Oh, God, we'll be doing this podcast for a while yet. Yay! As usual... <laughs> As usual, the three parts include Alex the Psycho, Education Monkey, droning on about ADHD and sensory issues. It says and headaches. I, or no, no, read really it out. And ADHD and headaches or sensory issues, depending on how well James has written this script. I noticed that you put that in last night. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, but I'm, I, listen, but I'm not like Ron Burgundy, like Alex. I normally will skip out bits which clearly aren't meant to be there. Um, and in the third part, some top tips, tippics, spunk trumping, spunk trumpeting, whatever it's now called, some of that probably. So, Alex, anyone who's seen the episodes where we recorded in the same room knows that I cannot bear you touching me. Love but then again, neither can Lisa, your lovely wife. So tell us about ADHD and sensory processing. Will, righto. Thank you both. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the way we perceive our environment whatever that environment is at any time it's driven by sensory nervous system in our brain boxes mostly and this might surprise you jane sorry this might surprise you (laughs) i read out that Um, (laughs) humans have around 23 senses it's only james that has five and you could argue that we have thousands of senses depending on how you define the term sense is one of them that tingle you get when you let someone loose in your forest (laughs) the the, the tingle sense yeah i'm ignoring that each person's behavior in response to sensory stimuli plural stimulus james is determined in part by their neurological sensitivity threshold what that means is we can't react to everything around us yeah go on 
Can I just can I just check? Had I put stim had I put stimulus in the text, or did you just read that out? Because obviously you don't think I know that stimuli is the plural for stimulus. <laughs> you know what the truth is? I read it out to pretend you didn't know what the plural. <laughs> oh, okay. It actually says good, stimuli. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I do react to everything around me. Anyway, carry on. Oh yeah, you well, overreact to, to everything around you. Yeah. yeah, and that is, and so, and so do a lot of us, and under it, that's kind of the problem. But we, do, you don't, Sam, and none of us do. You, you're looking at your nose the whole time. For example, your brain cuts stuff out. We would go quite mad if we did react to literally every stimulus. So our brains have a threshold that has to be reached. If someone's brain has issues in how we perceive the senses or respond to the senses, this is a sensory processing disorder, of which there are three types, all with like increasingly boring names. Sensory modulation disorders, I'll come back to there, the big one. But also sensory discrimination disorder, I like to call it, what's that smell? And sensory-based motor disorder. Dead body. Means, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not usually. Sensory-based motor disorder. So clumsiness or dyspraxia, clumsiness, not my word. If you are clumsy, that's not dyspraxia. There's lots of ways you can have problems with, with motor or, or muscle movement issues i think of i think you dug, you dug yourself out you dug yourself out of that quite well alex i think Have, having just made all of our people with dcd which is the other name for dyspraxia feel completely diminished well done yeah and and people have called me fidgety and clumsy and all those things my whole life and then sometimes i say oh god you're super balanced i'm like depends doesn't it that's the problem <laughs> yes so no not my word but clumsiness is different and it is a thing so back to sensory modulation disorder, that first one, probably the most relevant. And it can be subdivided into an equally dull <laughs> list of three things. Over sensory over responsivity, under responsivity and sensory seeking, which I call too much, too little or gimme, gimme, gimme. That last one might be familiar if you're an ADHD type. People with a high sensory threshold might be considered as sensory seeking. Uh, in contrast, sensory over-responsivity goes along with having a low sensory threshold. So, ag too much, or gimme, gimme, gimme. This can lead to sensory avoidance, so not liking senses. Whatever that sense is, we don't know why people have different stuff. Oh, sensory over-responsivity means people can respond to sensory stimuli in a way that is faster, longer, or more intense. Anyone? <laughs> Ding. Than would normally be expected. The second of these sensory modulation disorders is under-responsivity. So people are unaware or slow to respond to sensory input, James. The third type is sensory <laughs> seeking, where individuals crave or display interest in any kind of sensory experience. But before I do the next bit, I think... Do you hear that sound that then? Sam it's missed... like R2-D2. No, sorry. I think it's brilliant that Sam. It's brilliant that Sam missed the ding then because she was so focused on typing something and looking at a screen that it, an obvious ding. You could just she didn't even hear us dinging. To be fair, did she? She was just looking in that direction, completely not listening to what's going on. No, but I did hear R two D two. When when I'm coaching people with distractions, one of the things I always say is if you need to pay attention to a computer screen, you cannot have another tab up. You can't. Mm. It's absolutely crucial how you train yourself to that. Sam. Anyway, anyway, just do the Brummy accent and get it over with, eh? <laughs> Calm down, Babble. Get on to ADHD. <laughs> Ab abnormalities <laughs> in sensory processing. James wrote this bit. 
So if you if you can't process your senses properly, th these are found in loads of neurodevelopmental disorders, including ASD, stroke C, dyslexia, and James. There is also evidence that suggests sensory processing abnormalities in children and adults with ADHD. Loads of studies have discovered, well, some studies actually, discovered differences between ADHD people and not ADHD adults in problems with vision, how we hear stuff, touching things, smelling stuff, balance, and multi-sensory integration. Why? Well, probably, maybe, because that's we always have to say that with ADHD science, because the areas of the brain associated with how we process the senses around us are different in ADHD brains. All of all of those brains or just Mrs. ADHD and you? Probably just yeah. us. <laughs> Good question. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's out there as an outlier on her own. Yeah, there's no such thing as the ADHD brain. We have to keep saying that. As you well know, Brown, a recent study showed that individuals with high levels of ADHD traits report more symptoms of atypical sensory responsiveness. Either too even, but like sorry, both too much or too little. This wasn't limited to any individual sensory issue. High frequency of all sensory issues were spotted with, with connected with ADHD traits. And the best predictor of having those issues with senses was the level, was the ASRS score, was the amount of ADHD traits the person had. That's really mm -hmm. interesting because I've got loads of sensory issues like loads and I presume that's because of my suspected autism but the the ASRS is a big predictor of that so it could be more ADHD do you think yeah uh, so the brilliant uh, Dr Nick Richford our psychiatrist GP ADHD friend told me that remember everyone has sensory issues every human firstly right. secondly ADHD people definitely have them and thirdly autistic people definitely have them so it, for someone right. who is you're, t you're two of those three things, aren't you? That was brilliant. She is. But e equally for those of us that have some autistic traits but not diagnosable autism, again, some of those autistic traits might be sensory issues. So it's a mishmash of being human. In, in, Alex, you know what a human is, don't you? The, the things that you hunt, um, and also having, a, 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 you know, neurodivergent traits. Okay, <sighs> to save anyone else listening to this from sensory overload, the, the sensory overload that is your voice, Alex. We'll take a break, and we'll be back in part two for some personal reflections. Alex, hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. Yeah. Welcome yeah, back okay. to episode 18. Oh, no, no, no. What oh shit, yes, sorry, 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 sorry. Three, two, one. Welcome back to episode 84 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, where this week we're talking about ADHD and sensory processing. This is part two, where we talk about personal reflections on sensory issues. Well done. That's amazing. And who's going to go first? Thank you. Thank you. And who's and who's going to go first? I can if you want, but I've got lots. Well, no, normally the part of your job is to choose. In, yeah, the person oh, that brings sorry. us back in will say, and now we'll go to. <laughs> and now we'll go to Alex. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, this is. I love this one. I'm really grateful to all the people that suggested sensory issues because, firstly, how do you know if you're weird? <laughs> is what I always kind of knew I was a freak. How do you know yeah. if sensory wise? You know, everyone is weird. All humans have sensory issues. That is really 
tricky. The only way is to have a look at what average people do and see if you're different. I was sure I didn't have sensory issues for years and years and years. And it turns out I just didn't know how weird I was. And like you, Sam, I also have loads and loads and loads of them. Um, I've always had light sensitive problems. I've always had a problem with my eyes, a biological problem with my eyes. Turns out my eyes are fucking fine. I had no idea. <laughs> They're fine. I have to wear sunglasses inside and in winter and people think, you know, trying to be, who's cool? Is, is Tom Cruise cool? That's, that's <laughs> no, obviously not. But that, that I remember this from the, the very first time Alex and I really spoke about ADHD because I've known him for years and he did used to wear sunglasses inside. And obviously I thought, what a twat. <laughs> and then when he said, oh no, I'm, I've, I'm, I'm sensitive to light. Lots of people with ADHD. And I hadn't read that. I thought you're making that up just to justify wearing <laughs> sunglasses inside. I, I, I thought I was making it up to justify wearing because I do also like wearing them. They make your cheekbones. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not wearing like great big NHS ones, am I? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so so but it turns out this is everybody in my family has to do this we all have this a lot of us have this light sensitivity i wear them all the time so we're essentially we're a family of vampires <laughs> not real ones james calm down we're not joining your little nest <laughs> it's, quite large now. <laughs> it's growing <laughs> i was it's growing by the substitute teacher i just imagine it's loads of people just like <laughs> I, and I was talking to somebody else about this recently. I'll call him Matt because I mean, this is, and who uh, uh, relatively newly diagnosed. And he said we were having a conversation. It was a a, cons a business trip, so I'm not going to tell you about it. But he said I don't have any. And one of the other people in in the group, uh, I won't say her name. I haven't asked. She, she said, "Oh, you, are you sure you don't?" Uh, then she said, "Are you a big spoon or little spoon?" And he's like, "Oh God, I hate big spoons. I hate using big spoons." <laughs> Isn't that? And then God, everyone always teases me for only using a teaspoon. And then, and then she said, "Are you big light or are you all lights?" Like, and I was like, "What? Some people are big lights." She's like, "Yeah, I'm a big light person." I'm like, what? And, and this guy, we'll call him Matt, that's his name, didn't know that some people could just turn either light on. So for me, it's there's everything really. All of these things have been sensory issues forever. F food. I use this phrase for myself, which is. I'm food picky, but for everything. And it's always been like that too. People have said, God, you're such a weak, a coward, like a weakling almost because of your so little ability to tolerate pain. And other people have said, you have the most pain tolerance I've ever met. My, my wife says this all the time, it, unless it's, you know, a teeny tiny scratchy little thing on my toe. And then, mm. then I'm crying and it's, I'm food picky for everything. Um, Sam won't do it, so I'll say. What about you, James? James. <laughs> I just like the James. James. Um, th thank you, Alex. So I can't remember anything you said because I wasn't listening, but I think you said something like you, you didn't really think it was a thing where you didn't think you had sensory issues. Mm. And even up until probably a few weeks ago, I thought, well, I haven't got sensory issues until I, I really had a good think about it. And obviously as you would expect within the normal population, normal in rabbit ears, um, I do have sensory yeah. issues. And I've actually stopped and really had to think about them. But some of them are obvious because they've been there all my life. So so food texture, I've always just thought I'm a picky eater and was as a child, but it it's very specific things. It's not the taste of things. 
it, it's the texture of food that puts me off. So, for example, I, I adore the taste of onions, but the texture of onions, either cooked or raw, doesn't make me feel sick. It just it, it makes my brain kind of almost scream at me to get this out of my mouth mm. to the point where um, Mrs. ADHD and I, when we were up in uh, down in Southampton, went out for a meal and yeah and this is a combination of sensory processing and emotional regulation by the way and i bit into my burger which i'd made sure i'd checked on the list didn't have any of the uh, rabble we call it any of the salad or onions or stuff bit took a big bite of this bur burger and there were gherkins at the bottom lurking gherkins at the bottom and i'll i'll i spat it out into my hand in the middle of a restaurant and then threw it on the plate because it, I couldn't finish chewing it because I could just sense that little bit of crunch which was in there. And that caused Mrs. ADHD to cry very loudly in the restaurant because she thought I wasn't enjoying my meal. So you've got a combination there of sensory processing and emotional dysregulation. Um, but it's not, it's not just that. There are definite issues with with touch, but again, it's slightly odd because I love hugging people. I love when I meet people to oh. give a big hug. I, I love that. But if, as people see on the podcast, like you did, someone puts their hand on my leg, you love I, it. It, it freaks me out so much. I, I want to like jerk my leg out of the way and say, "What are you doing?" And even sometimes with Mrs. ADHD, I'm quite a tactile person, but sometimes. A touching the wrong part of the body at the wrong time absolutely just sends it's not a ding in there maybe absolutely just sends my senses wild and the the pain thing you said is interesting because we talked about it in the pain episode so i won't talk about it for very long i have lots of different types of pain and i bear most of them okay but a cat putting its claws in my leg honestly is the most painful thing in the world and and i live with neuropathic pain and chronic pain and migraine but one little claw and one of our cats used to do just this just one claw to wake you up one claw what? in your neck that pain is absolutely it yeah and the final thing is um i'll give i'm going to give mrs adhd credit for this because she's she's learning and has learned cold is probably my biggest sensory thing that i struggle with so temperature sensation is a sense we have thermoreceptors um just under the skin around our body and i i can't i just can't deal with cold it's not that it's uncomfortable it's that it makes my brain scream so when we get into bed and mrs adhd who ironically because she's married to a vampire has no heat in uh, any part of her body clamp clamps her frozen talons onto my leg to suck the heat out of them and uh, that's why you don't just automatically bite her is it <laughs> exactly there's no point mate there's no blood in there mm, she right. absolutely cl clamps clamps her icicle like feet around my leg to absorb my heat and it, it, it the shock it sends through my system and then what she does which she thinks is clever is she places her foot about an inch away from my leg to try and pick up the heat that's radiating from my body and i can still feel the coldness from about an inch away and still, and so I'll I'll move, shuffle my legs across the bed until they're almost off the bed, and she'll shuffle her feet after me, trying to chase my heat. But that sense of cold, it makes my whole body whole body kind of internally scream. What about you, and Sam? You this have, is going to be a long list. You, you, although James, before you start, you could have used the word eggs exponentially in an accurate mathematical sense, then because as it you move your foot away from my leg, that it is an exponential relationship with radiated energy. A bit disappointed okay. in you. I hate you. I hate you. Okay, me. I yeah. have 
lots of sensory issues. When you said that we can't react to everything around us because we go mad, I feel like I'm incredibly aware of everything, good and bad, all the time, like different lighting, smells, tiny little sounds that no one else seems to hear, patterns on the floor or walls, spots or scabs on my skin that I have to pick, nicks in my nails, temperature, people and their noises and smells and their closeness to me, movements of air. I'm really sensitive to touch and the way that I'm touched, particularly during sex. I'm really aware of what's going on inside my body and the feeling of anything <laughs> against my skin, like clothing. And I can get really upset, anxious or overwhelmed if something doesn't feel feel right or feel as expected. I can feel all of the clothes against my skin all of the time. And if something doesn't feel nice, it really stresses me out. If there's a crumb that's got inside my clothes, I just have to rip all my clothes off. Yeah. I used to just be naked all of the time because the feeling of clothes just annoyed me so much. And as a child, my brothers used to be really embarrassed. And if I invited friends round for tea and all of a sudden something annoyed me and I'd just rip all my clothes... Rip all my clothes off. I was just seeing, um, making sure you didn't see my fanny then. Rip all my clothes off. <laughs> just because I didn't like the feeling of clothes on me. My friends thought I was really weird. And certain hey. lighting can make me feel sick or uneasy. And patterns, especially on food floors. And I was skipping to the next one then, the textures of food. Gelatinous oh. things that aren't jelly Ooh. can get in the fucking sea. And so can Absolutely. porridge and fucking rice pudding sounds i prefer to be in silence all the time i don't like i can i can hear little tiny noises that nobody else can hear all the time and i can't stop fixating on them i can't listen to voice notes or videos with with sounds on i can't have the sound on my phone people talking really loudly makes me really anxious which is ironic because people tell me that i'm just shouting all the time basically I don't know how to modulate my voice. I hate the feeling of labels on clothes and ankle socks and anything on my collarbones. And I don't like clothing that digs into me. I have to wear baggy knickers. I don't like an arm around my shoulders and a hand on my wrist and being tickled and hair when I have my hair cut and blood pressure and blood tests and reflexing time tested. <laughs> what, what, what did happen, James? What happened to Baz Lerman? Because I, I think we've just got the visual to it. Yeah, we have, yeah. Um, I'd also like to point out that um, welcome to my life, living with Mrs. ADHD. Jeez. Where I'm only halfway anyth- through. I'm not going to carry on. Oh, God. Anything <laughs> that I do or say, obviously, um, ir- not just irritates her, but makes her internally very unhappy. It's difficult yeah. because my breathing, the noise I make when I eat, oh. <clears throat> the, music I, the music I like to play, Fish, you know, appara- apparently sex. Um, all of those things um, she doesn't like. So, yeah. I've got a question yeah. for Sam, though. How, out of all of them, where does where does having socks that's slightly too baggy so they go under your sole, like under your, your, your heel of your foot? Well, James knows, as I'm walking along, I, yeah. I'm it's terrible. Worst, right? Even if it's raining, I have to take all my, my yeah. shoes off and my socks off. <laughs> This this happened this happened at the first talk in Leeds, which is where I am now, ironically. And um, instead of helping her, I took a picture. So she was stood on crane, she was on flamingoing on one leg, trying to take her trainer off to pull a sock up. And I just took a picture because I thought it was funny, and it didn't didn't go down well. That Alex, weird. Um, weird. On that on that note, we do have Amazing. time. Alex will say we don't, but Aww. we do have time to play our usual game of what James what's James forgotten, lost, or mislaid this week. And I'm not going to give you a choice. The subject is AirPods. So, are you ready, Alex? Are you when you are shaky, I am. Um, 
I quite frequently will put my AirPods in and forget they're in. So the other day, for example, I had them in for six hours while I was working because I'd put them in to listen to music and then forgot to start the music. So I often walk around with them in, not knowing they're there. And on one of our trips in the train station, I thought I'll go to the toilet and <clears throat> something happened to my AirPods. So you've got three choices as usual. You've got option one, that an AirPod popped out at some point when I visited the toilet and I don't know where in there. It's now gone. That's option one. Option two is, after a massive chog, it popped out of my ear and fell into the toilet. It's a chog a poo. Yeah. It, it is, yes, yes. But you can chog, you can chog the toilet up, which I frequently do. So it popped in the toilet on top of a chog. And option three is it popped out of my ear and rolled into the next cubicle. Oh. Okay, right. That This is fairly easy, I think, because, one, you weren't in the public toilets because you're banned from all public toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Two, if you'd done a massive chog, you would have texted me about it and you didn't, so I don't think it's that. So I think it's That's three, true. it rolled into the next cubicle. Oh, oh. Have you won? Five, five, I think that's five, four. Yay, well done, Al. <laughs> so, <laughs> This was just Im Im imagine this. So I'm sat on the toilet. I've not got music on, but I'm sat on the toilet with my AirPods, and one of them does pop out and then bounces and scuttles into the next cubicle. I panic, obviously, because I think someone's going to nick my AirPod. Get up from the toilet without wiping my ass or pulling my trousers and pants fully up. Run out of the cubicle, <laughs> go to bang on the door, and then think, what do I say? And just went, uh, sorry, is my AirPod in there? And no one answered and panicked. There was no one in there, Al. But there are people out in the toilet look, looking at me, holding my trousers up, knocking talking to on an empty door. cubicle. Yeah, knocking on an empty cubicle door saying, is, so yeah, and then I opened it and just grabbed oh. it. And then... Not my finest hour, and I haven't had many good hours, to be honest. I mean, not, not your worst. <laughs> That's very true. You're 5-4 in the lead, I think. I'm right in saying. Wow, for, for 2023. You are nailing it compared to last year. Right, on that depressing note, we'll take a break and we'll come back for part three, which will be top, tipic, spunk, trumping. I don't even know what it's called nowadays. Pop, See you in a bit. Pop, pop, pop. See you in a bit. Topics. Spunk, trumpet. That was come back one. to episode 84 of the ADHD <laughs> Adults. Part three, we are talking everything top tipics, tip topics about sensory processing and how we deal with our senses and too many of them or too little of them, as always. Right then, straight to top tips. James, what are yours? <clears throat> um, for once, and this is rare, at least one of these might be useful for somebody sure. else. And that's, I, I know, I know. So what I'd say is... Um, a bit like Mrs. ADHD clearly has, make a note or a list, in her case, of what sensory stimuli might be an issue for you. What senses do you tend to struggle processing with? Because then you can then build a framework to, to either minimize their impact or, or, or cope with them. So, for example, if it is um, noises, there are lots of noise-canceling headphones for misphonia, that, that, that kind of hyper-focusing on um, uh, one particular cool. quiet noise. What? That's a brilliant name, misphonia. Misphonia, yeah. If you if you uh, hyper focus on one small little sound that's there in the song, it's misphonia. Um, that that so is my... very. I just want that to be a rapper's name. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you know? You, but I don't think you listen ever listened to or understood rap, Alex, because obviously it came after the 18th century. Mm-hmm. I'm ignoring you. You know I do. You know I know a lot. Okay. About it. Yeah. So so equally, you can practice some self-soothing techniques for situations where you can't help avoid a sensory stimulus, um, and you can then through identifying this list of what sensory stimuli you struggle with look for triggers if you know for example you're going to a concert or you're going to the cinema or you're going to sit next to me when we're eating and you hate the sound of my eating you can self-soothe as well as and breathing you can self-soothe as well as listen to noise cancelling headphones which mrs adhd does while i'm eating and breathing next to her um if you can find a safe quiet space to, to decompress that one of the reasonable adjustments that employers can make for people with ADHD is to have a quiet room or a calm room where you can go to kind of just try and get rid of that stress that could be related to sensory issues and there are some talking therapies that can help as well Sam top tips oh um I well some of that is good for me but it's the same for me. I self-soothe all my time, all the time. I kind of take myself away and I'm going, shh, Sam, shh, it's okay. It's all right. You're okay. I kind of re- reassure myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're both going to say the same thing. Sam says this out loud. Alex has noticed this when he came <laughs> over to stay with us, that Sam talks out loud. So when she's self-soothing and shushing, she stands next to me. And we all know that I'm not <laughs> fond of a shush. She stands next to me going, shh. And I always go, what? You're shushing me. And she'll go, no, no, doing it to myself. And I think, for what? You're not doing anything. And I think she's winding me up, but she's genuinely quietening herself. Yeah. And that's where the shushing you came from, because I'm always shushing Mm. myself. And you would always get offended and go, why are you shushing me? So then I started doing it on purpose. But yeah, I take myself away, even if it's in the same room. So uh, the other weekend I was with my family and they're all so loud. I know I'm so loud too, but they're all really loud. And I just had to move to the other end of the room and say, I'm sorry, but I just can't. And then I either distract myself with like a silly game on the phone um, or I go to the cut. Um, and at home, I have... Now, oh, just, just explain, yeah. Yeah, sorry. So I've got a place in my head that I can go to. I completely disassociate and I go to this lovely place. It's a place I grew up, um, near where I grew up. Um, the cut, it was like a, a shortcut that went th- between two streets and it's always sunny there and... Uh, I thought you meant canal because that's what we... Yeah, in the north. No, yeah. no, it was like a shortcut right, through a shortcut. over a brook, ah. actually. So there, there is ah. a link. Um, yeah, so I go there. I can completely disassociate <laughs> brook. I can completely disassociate no. and go to the cut. Um, <laughs> at home, if you could see behind me, but I've got this behind me, I've got, and you've seen it, Al, I've got a beanbag and I've got twinkly lights on the wall. So if I get too overwhelmed, I can lie on my beanbag and look at my twinkly lights and it calms me down. So um, what's your top tip? Get a beanbag well, and some twinkly lights? No, I'm, I'm coming on to it. What I've started doing is telling people, instead of pretending that I'm okay with it and just going straight to the court and then hoping people won't notice and they just think I'm paying attention when I'm not, I, I tell them, and most people are understanding. Can I ask, how did you realise, for you personally, a beanbag and twinkly lights would help? What was the... Because you don't just try that, do you? Or did you try loads of stuff and that worked? No, I I bought the lights for... For what? I can't yes. remember. Well, t- two uses. One... Um... 
when you consume substances that might make twinkly lights oh, more yeah, interesting. Yeah. And t- and two because you you I think we're um doing some poll work and wanted to have a nice oh, yeah, twinkly background. light background. And I loved Thing, them. Indeed. And they hypnotize me. And then beanbags, we went through in lockdown, we decided let's not have a house like conventional houses. Let's have our living room upstairs. And we bought loads of beanbags and changed the bedroom into a living room and just lay there looking at lights and lying on beanbags. It didn't work out. Anyway, I've got the beanbag here and twinkly lights and it really works for me. So actually the the top tip could be Try and try to write down or pay attention to what it is that sort of hypnotizes you or makes you feel calm and, and yeah. follow that, couldn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a, a transferable tip. I'm amazed. Oh. Alex, what about you? you. <clears throat> um, right, I've got a tip. And you know, I'm, I'm normal. So go fuck yourself is my top tip. Not you, <laughs> but anyone who criticizes you. If it doesn't hurt anyone else, don't apologize for it. So I don't like a big spoon. I really don't like a big spoon. So what? There are societal norms, putting your elbows on the table or what. They can be broken without a second thought if they don't negatively affect someone else. Fuck off. Also, my top tip is that we all ban velvet. Ban that shit. <laughs> I like velvet. Oh, 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 oh. Um, my other tip is, is get some sunglasses, wear them in the winter. You look cool. And my fourth mm. top tip is name yourself Miss Phonia because it's the best. Mr. with a Bompan Flex. The best. It was Mr. Name. Vegan Cakes that told me I had that. <clears throat> I don't know what that means. Also, don't care, James. <clears throat> well, I've done mine, so I'll take us out, shall I? Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what else to do. I've, I've done my top tips. I mean, I can yeah, do more. Yeah, profit recommendation want. of the week. Yes. yes, that's what I was about to do. Oh, okay. it's in the script. Jesus. <laughs> I know that's anyway, um, unsurprisingly, product recommendation of the week. Um, we've done this before, but definitely, if I like Mrs. ADHD, the sound of me eating makes you want to disappear, or probably breathing. in Alex's forest or breathing. Just you, you breathing. time it perfectly, perfectly for the, for the point where the funny bit or the, the, the attempted mm-hmm. funny bit in the sentences. So just as I got to probably in Alex's forest, you said, or breathing. <laughs> it's amazing. You're, you are, you are a jo- you're a joke bomb. You're a joke IED. You just sit there waiting for a joke and then go off just as it's about to be said. It's amazing. I could sense that is, it. That yeah. is a skill. I'll start again. Product recommendation of the week would be noise cancelling headphones. If like Mrs. ADHD, the sound of me eating or breathing, wants to make you disappear, possibly in Alex's forest. Doesn't work second time around. Um, you can set many of your modern earbud devices to ambient. There's also, you've probably seen them, if like me, you've ever Googled sensory processing to write a podcast episode. The uh, uh, Adverts will appear on Instagram for little headphones that are specially designed for misphonia. So maybe give that a try. Oh, God, that was episode 84 of the ADHD Adults podcast where we talked about ADHD and Mrs. ADHD's sensory processing issues. Not all of them. If by by a miracle, I'm saying things slowly now, just giving you opportunities to interrupt in between words. If by a miracle you enjoyed this episode, why not support the charity on the link provided? Because otherwise Alex is probably going to have to rent out one of the cottages on his massive German estate to ensure that we can afford to pay for all the things he has no idea we pay for as a charity. Um, Get in touch on Discord or via the socials if you've got any questions and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye all.
Rock on, rock 